Welcome to Crypto Daily. My name is Dustin Knauss, and be sure to follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. First, I wanted to point out to you guys the shirt that I'm wearing today. It's actually an NFT made by the artist Vince Gonzalez, a.k.a. Vinpix. It was custom-made just for me, obviously. The NFT is tied to this physical object, but you should check out more of his work at vinpix.com. I'll have more to discuss about him at a later date. Well, let's get to the news. There's a new world of crime happening today where people who show off their crypto assets are being targeted. There are criminals who look for crypto millionaires and essentially stalk them in order to find a moment where they can attack. Some are being tricked into giving out the information on their phone so that crypto can be moved, while others are being kidnapped, tortured, and even killed over their information. One entrepreneur in Miami was at a Bitcoin conference and after a few too many drinks, stumbled into what he thought was just an ordinary cab. As they were driving, the cab driver asked for some directions on where he was going, and the entrepreneur ended up handing over his phone to the driver. Then the driver started asking questions like, what was the pin to his phone? And he knew something was off, and then started to notice that they were heading in the opposite direction of his hotel. He ended up asking to quickly borrow his phone back for something, and at the next red light, jumped out. When he checked his phone, it had been disabled. Had the driver gotten access to his phone, he could have stolen enough money for a house payment, and the entrepreneur would have never been able to get it back. But he was lucky. One 14-year-old in Britain who bragged about crypto on social media was hacked, and his account was drained. In Brazil, an entrepreneur's wife was kidnapped after a plan that took months, more than a dozen people, and then careful use of encrypto messaging apps to disguise themselves in order to pull it off. So if you are someone making money in crypto, I suggest you don't brag about your Lambo or your money. Stay humble because there are people watching and looking for you. And of course, be aware of your surroundings. Crypto robberies are only going to become more and more common. In other news, SoFi CEO Anthony Noto told CNBC that he and his family own Bitcoin and Ethereum. He also had a warning for companies that don't currently recognize blockchain technology, saying, if you don't innovate, and you don't use cryptocurrency as a technology platform, you'll get left behind. Your business will be smaller, you'll be less competitive, you will have less innovation and less of a value proposition for consumers. Now, SoFi adopted crypto trading on their platform and currently offer trading in 30 crypto coins. And Warren Buffett's investment company, Berkshire Hathaway, has sold more than $3 billion in Visa and MasterCard stocks. Instead, the company has increased their investment into Nubank, the largest fintech bank in Brazil. Now, this signals a shift away from traditional credit companies and more people looking towards fintech companies that support crypto. This, of course, is very interesting because Buffett used to really oppose Bitcoin, but now he seems to be making a shift to support it. Well, now it's time to turn our focus over to the world of NFTs. Snoop Dogg announced that he purchased Death Row Records just before the Super Bowl. And yesterday, he announced that he was going to revitalize the company by turning it into an NFT label. In a clubhouse room, he said, Death Row will be an NFT label. We will be putting out artists through the metaverse and through a whole other chain of music. Just like we broke the, uh, the industry when we was the first independent to be major, I want to be the first major in the metaverse. So Death Row will be an NFT label. Of course, Snoop Dogg has been heavily involved in NFTs and the metaverse since the beginning, and he even owns virtual land in Sandbox. In other music-related news, on October 1st, 1991, just days after the release of the album Nevermind, Nirvana performed an intimate performance at J.C. Dobbs in Philadelphia. 
Photographer Faith West was there snapping photos of the trio. She described the evening by saying, At the club that night, the air was thick with anticipation. There was a buzz of excitement that something awesome was about to transpire. Also, there was a sense of joy emanating from Cobain and his raucous guitar licks and the transcendental longing of his vocals. I can still hear the echo of the fuzzy guitar and feel the energy in the room. When I recall it now, three decades later. Faith West has never before seen photos of the band and has decided to release them as an NFT collection. The collection will contain four unique one-of-a-kind NFT gifts made from 10 never-before-seen images, which will be auctioned off with the starting bid of 67 Ethereum. That's about $200,000 right now. The buyers will also receive a framed 16 by 24 fine art print of one image signed by West. These 10 never-before-seen images will also be auctioned off individually as photo NFTs and will be offered in black and white and acid-washed colored versions with prices that start at about one Ethereum or around $3,000. The Nirvana Fan Club will also provide limited edition NFTs. 100 lucky Nirvana fans will have the chance to acquire 15 GIF NFTs for $500 each, along with 100 copies of each of the 17 still images priced at 99 USD in black and white and acid-washed hues. The auction will take place on Pop Legends on February 20th, which would have been Kurt's 55th birthday. Please follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you get your podcast on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and leave a comment there. I'm Dustin Knauss, and thank you for joining me today.